Welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kern, and today is Wednesday, May 27th, 2020. It's garden week. It's garden theme week here on The Daily Poem with the passing of uh, Memorial Day on Monday. Uh, summer is ostensibly here. So this week I wanted to read uh, four poems uh, that have that theme of gardening. So yesterday I read Andrew Marvell's The Garden. And today it's a poem by W.H. Auden. Auden lived from 1907 to 1973. He was a British, British-American British poet, I suppose, uh, and is uh, quite famous, of course, for poems like The Shield of Achilles, uh, and September 1, 1939, Funeral Blues, a number of other poems. He won the Pulitzer Prize for Poetry for his 1947 poem, The Age of Anxiety, which was, uh, which was a long poem. And uh, he also was a professor of poetry at Oxford, uh, among other uh, positions. You've heard from him before on this podcast. And the poem that I'm going to read today is called Their Lonely Betters. I want to shout out uh, Alan Jacobs again uh, on his Monday morning email uh, that, that he sends out every now and then. He mentioned this poem and the uh, Andrew Marvell poem as, as great uh, poems for this time of the year. And so I wanted to remind you that you can go check his newsletter out. It is called Snakes and Ladders. So if you Google Alan Jacobs Snakes and Ladders, you'll come across his website where you can find that. There's lots of great content in there about culture and, and uh, the news even and um, you know, music and painting and gardening and things like that. So it's a, it's a, great, little, uh, a great little newsletter to get, to get in your inbox every couple of weeks. Highly recommend it. So I wanted to thank him for uh, reminding me of this poem and uh, make sure that I him out a little bit. So here is W.H. Auden's Their Lonely Betters. As I listened from a beach chair in the shade to all the noises that my garden made, it seemed to me only proper that words should be withheld from vegetables and birds. A robin, with no Christian name, ran through the robin anthem which was all it knew, and rustling flowers for some third party waited to say which pairs, if any, should get mated. None of them was capable of lying. There was not one which knew that it was dying or could have, with a rhythm or a rhyme, assumed responsibility for time. Let them leave language to their lonely betters, who count some days and long for certain letters. We too make noises when we laugh or weep. Words are for those with promises to keep. Auden is one of those poets who makes it look so easy, makes it seem like it comes with such little effort. That's what I always think of when I read his work. I mean, I know it doesn't. I know he put great effort into it, and he he attended very closely to what he was writing, uh, paid very close to, close attention to the forms and the rhythms, and and you know every word he was probably um, carefully considered, uh, slaved over, if you will. But there's a sort of pacing and a rhythm that the great poets have that makes the words roll off the tongue for the reader. And when you when they're rolling along, when they're rolling off the tongue. It makes it feel so fluid, so um, so much like it must have been inspired, like it just came. And I'm sure certain lines did, but the way he can fit different lines and ideas and images all together into this comprehensive, complete whole is really magical. I mean, I think there is a magic in, in experiencing the work of great poets. This is not what I wouldn't say this is one of Auden's best poems even, but that fluidity is certainly there. 
you know, he can he can be consistent with his rhyming couplets without the rhyming becoming uh, too sing-songy, without it, without losing control of it, without it being uh, so dominant that it that it overwhelms the the poem. And I, I've read that Auden was that this poem was influenced by Frost, which of course you see Frost in that final final phrase promises to keep, which, you know, that's from a famous Frost poem as well, or shows up in a famous Frost poem. I don't want to attribute the phrase to Frost because I don't know that he <laughs> invented it. Uh, but in that final, that final phrase with promises to keep, words are for those with promises to keep is the line. We see, we see Frost, but we also see Frost in, in this fluidity. But I think where we really see the, the Frostian influence, if you will, is in the way the turn happens at the end of the poem. So we think we're getting, you know, one sort of poem. But if you know Frost or you know Alden's work, you know that there's going to be a, a turn. Not maybe not a reversal, but certainly a, a change in theme. We're going to be have we're going to be thinking about something completely different at the end than we were at the beginning. And all the images we've been given are going to be fulfilled in the in the final contemplation. In fact, it's it's really interesting to me the way that different people respond to this poem, because for some people the ending is very uh, positive. Be- language empowers us, as those people would say, um, in a way that it does not the birds. It makes our commu- sense of communication, our ability to communicate more comprehensive. Well, for others, this ability to communicate can lead to darker, uh, sadder um, results. Um, I've read that this is one of those poems that is about... Uh, agency, I think is the word that I've read, being taken out of human hands by language, which I think is an interesting concept that I, you know, that I'm not sure that I totally agree with, but is, uh, is worth thinking about. Frost once said that one of his very famous poems was, was tricky uh, because it wasn't necessarily what everybody thought it was in terms, of its, in terms of its meaning, in terms of what it was implying. And I wonder if Auden was kind of going after similar things in his poetry. Where there's what it seems to say on the surface, and then there's what it's saying in the subtext, what's saying underneath all the images, and what it's saying in the relationships, the specific relationships between the images and the way the images are presented, the language the images presented in. So this is a poem about language, about the complication of language written in language, of course, and that would not have been lost on Auden. It's something worth thinking about as you contemplate this poem a little more. I have just a few minutes to contemplated here so i can't get into that too deeply but it's it's worth thinking about so once more here is alden's their lonely betters as i listened from a beach chair in the shade to all the noises that my garden made it seemed to me only proper that words should be withheld from vegetables and birds A robin with no Christian name ran through the robin anthem, which was all it knew, and rustling flowers for some third party waited to say which pairs, if any, should get mated. Not one of them was capable of lying. There was not one which knew that it was dying, or could have, with a rhythm or a rhyme, assumed responsibility for time. Let them leave language to their lonely betters, who count some days and long for certain letters. We too make noises when we laugh or weep. Words are for those with promises to keep. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you.